a brand new series starting today called Not Today Satan. That's a fun title, isn't it? It's just a fun title. Look at the person next to you and say, Not Today Satan. You liked that more than you should have, let's be honest, right? We enjoy that. That's just a a fun thing to say. Well, I had an idea uh, for, I don't know, six, eight months for a series along this lines, and and we're going to be talking a lot and digging into resisting temptation, overcoming temptation, um, where we're going to look at at how we can do that. Today, we're going to kind of build an introduction to the series, Uh, but before we get into our material, before we get into the Word of God and kind of set up where we are heading, uh, what I found out this week is that Not Today Satan is actually a pretty popular hashtag, Uh, and so I don't recommend searching this hashtag because if you go on social media and do so, there's a lot of language that is of people giving in to Satan today. Um, so, so I had to screen through and select some stuff that, that we can use. But here's some screenshots from Twitter of some people using the Not Today Satan hashtag. Go ahead and put that first one up for us. Uh, this is Jonathan Acosta who says, seeing the look of disappointment on the meter cop as I walk up with 30 seconds left on my time made my day. Hashtag Not Today Satan. Right? Just, just burning it down to the last. It says, woke up this morning to the sound of my cat gently pushing my phone off my nightstand. Hashtag not today, Satan. Hashtag catter day. Uh, this guy says, I'm at the gym right now. Looked over a, uh, a couple short, uh, a couple caught shorty looking at me. Just not sure about the sentence structure there. Uh, Realized I didn't put my ring back on from when I was in the restroom. Put that joint right back on. She trying to get us both dragged, LOL. Hashtag, not today, Satan. Uh, This one says, Cupid tried to cuff me today. Hashtag, not today, Satan. Hashtag, miss me. Uh, This one says, the face you pull when your boss asks you to stay late on a Friday. Do they not know, be at one, have happy hour from 4.30 p.m.? Hashtag not today, Satan. I think they got that one backwards. Um, and then this one is somebody using it correctly. Uh, it says, so let God work his will in you. He's quoting James 4, 7 through 10 in the message. Yell aloud, no to the devil and watch him scamper. Say a quiet yes to God and he'll be there in no time. Quit dabbling in sin. Purify your inner life. Hashtag not today, Satan. So we're, we're going to do something different than they do with this on Twitter, all right? Uh, we, we are going to take this statement and build some declaration into our life of some things that we're not going to let happen. Is, I, I shared with you at the beginning of the year some things that have been bothering me that we've seen the enemy up to, not just in City Church, but across Christianity, man, across America, like he's, he's up to some things. He's attacking some marriages. He's defeating some of God's people, and I'm, I'm fed up with it. I'm done, right? Like I'm ready to see God's church rise up and be who God created us to be, who he called us to be, who he's empowered us to be through his Holy Spirit. And so we're going to take the next month, the month of February, and we're going to craft some Not Today Satan statements. Some not today Satan declarations, some not today Satan spirit in us that we're going to quit living mediocre, uh, man, lukewarm, just kind of making it by Christian lives. We're going to walk in what God has called us to, something better, something higher, something deeper. Amen? 
Amen. So we are going to do this together. I, I put together a big declaration that we're going to make throughout our series, and it's actually probably a little longer than you're going to want to write down. We're going to put this out on all of our social media streams, Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram, uh, so you'll be able to grab it there. If you're not on social media, feel free to maybe take a picture of the screen, but we're going to look at this, and then we're going to go back through and declare it together. What I want to do is is we're going to do this every Sunday morning through this series, but I want to empower you to make these statements every morning over your own life. Man, that, that every morning this month, we're going to get up, we're going to look in the mirror, we're going to do whatever we're doing, and we're just going to grab this on our phone, on an index card, wherever we have it, and just confess this, just declare this, man, that, that God is empowering us to pursue victory. And here's what we're going to say. Go ahead and put that on the screen. Today I choose to exercise my faith and engage the Holy Spirit. Today I reject temptation complacency, mediocrity, and lukewarmness, and I rebuke their power in my life with God's strength. Today, I will play offense. Go ahead and go to that next slide. Today, I will open my Bible, amen, to build my faith. I will open my mouth to declare God's goodness, and I will open my eyes to the opportunities to make a difference that God sets before me. Not today, Satan. That's the essence of this series. Go ahead and put that first one back on the screen. I'm going to ask you guys, would you stand up? We're going to declare this together. This might seem a little elementary, a little basic, but I believe there's power in confession. The Bible says that faith comes by hearing. And sometimes it's powerful for us to hear it. In fact, it's most powerful for us to hear it coming out of our own mouth. So we're going to declare this together. Would you say it with me? Today I choose to exercise my faith and engage the Holy Spirit. Today, I reject temptation, complacency, mediocrity, and lukewarmness, and I rebuke their power in my life. With God's strength, today, I will play offense. Today, I will open my Bible to build my faith, open my mouth to declare God's goodness and open my eyes to the opportunities to make a difference that God sets before me. Not today, Satan. Father God, we pray right now over this declaration. God, these can just simply be words on a screen or they can be life. God, the difference is in how we engage them. The difference is in how we embrace them. So I pray right now, God, for every person in the sound of my voice, for those in our auditorium right now, God, for those watching on our Facebook live stream, for those who will listen to the podcast later this week. God, I pray that today, as we hear these words, they would impact us. Today, they would invade our soul. God, today, they would deposit in our hearts and produce in us a resolve to see something different in our lives. God, we reject complacency and mediocrity. God, we reject lukewarmness. And we ask you, God, to set us in love with you. God, to give us a passion for your word, a passion for time with you. God, a passion for your glory, to fulfill your purpose in our lives, in our church, in our generation. And we thank you for what you're going to do. It's in Jesus' name we pray. Everyone said amen. Give somebody a high five and grab a seat. We're going to spend the next few weeks unpacking that declaration, building that declaration. In fact, we're really going to focus on that uh, more in depth starting next week. 
What I want to do today is I want to talk about one word in our series title. One word that I think jumps out that is most significant. And that word to me is today. Today. We're going to talk about the importance of today. You see, we, we don't want the focus of this necessarily to be Satan, right? Like the, the statement is not today Satan because every time we say no to the enemy, we're saying yes to God, right? But, but he is not necessarily our motivation. We're just simply using this as a different angle to come at it, to, to see things from maybe a slightly different perspective. But I believe that the statement today is very significant. Today, February 2nd, 2020, is an interesting day. Today, I've actually got one. Thank you very much, Melissa. I appreciate it. It's, it's a palindrome, 0202-2020, which means it's the same date frontwards and backwards. It's actually a special palindrome in that even if you are in a different country, in other countries, uh, they do our, their dates differently. A lot of them, they do the day first and then the month. It's still 0202-2020. Uh, so it's a very unique palindrome, which means absolutely nothing, right? I'm not like, man, God's going to do something special today because it's 0202-2020. Hallelujah. Like, that's probably not the case. It's just a cool fact, right? It's just kind of interesting that it's set up that way. Um, but today, again, we're, we're starting this new series that I believe is going to touch some lives. Today, we are celebrating Super Sunday. We're celebrating 16 years of what God has done at City Church and looking forward to the next era of what he's going to do in the next season at our church. Today, is significant, but not just today. Scripturally, there's some value in each day. Scripturally, we see over and over again God affirming the day, seizing the day, man, the importance of the day. What I love about this statement, not today, Satan, is it's taking control of this day. Today, I'm taking a stand, not tomorrow, not next week, not when I get around to it, not when I feel like it, not when my budget gets together, not when my marriage looks like I want it to, not when my kids come back to Jesus. Today, I'm going to take a stand. Today, I'm going to get it together. Today, I'm going to serve him. Today, that's what I love about that statement. In fact, Joshua 24, 15 says very famously, Joshua, this leader, this judge, this general, steps in front of the people and speaks for God. And he says, if the Lord seems undesirable to you, then choose for yourselves this day. Everybody say this day. Choose for yourselves this day whom you will serve, whether you're the gods your ancestors served beyond the Euphrates or the gods of the Amorites in whose land you are living. But as for me and my household, we will serve the Lord today, not tomorrow, not next week, not at some point in the future when everything finally kind of comes together and becomes easy right now in the midst of the battle, right now in the midst of the struggle, right now when everything isn't going smoothly and peace has not fully taken root in my heart, right now, today, I'm going to serve the Lord. Amen? Amen. I want to show you today four reasons why today matters. Four reasons why biblically we see the emphasis and the importance, the priority placed on the specific day. The first one is this. Today matters because it is 
manageable. Today matters because it's manageable, right? Like there's some simplicity in seizing the day. Right now in 2020, there's 334 days left in the year. 334 days. How many of you have already fulfilled all of your New Year's resolutions and goals? Not a single hand, right? We're 30, what, 33 days into the year, and most of us have already forgotten what they were, let alone failed to live up to them. There's something about setting goals over 365, or in this case, 366 days, that, that, that is daunting, that is unmanageable, that makes it difficult for us to achieve, but any of us can take responsibility for today, Right? Any of us can take ownership of our day. Any of us can take hold of our day and say, man, today I'm going to do this. It may be a lot to say I'm going to do this for the next six months or the next two years. It may have been difficult and daunting to say I'm going to fast for 21 days. But any of us can do it for one day. See what I'm saying? So there's something about just starting with the basic building block of what God has given you. He's given you today. And so today... I'm going to take responsibility for what he's given me. Today, I'm going to steward my opportunities. Today, I'm going to seize the moments that he provides for me and pursue him, honor him, glorify him, and be used by him today. Amen? There's something manageable about today. That's simple, but it's a good place to start. Another reason why today matters so much and maybe a little bit different or more deep, is today matters because God says it does. Today matters because God says it does. Again and again and again, as we've already said in Scripture, we see God use days and speak of days. In fact, creation was done and measured by days, right? The flood was measured in days when God judged the earth. When Jesus came and died, he was buried for days, Again and again and again in Scripture, we see God measure in days. In, in, in these small increments of time, God seizes them and uses them to teach us things, to do things in our life. Jesus put it this way in Luke 9, 23. It says, then he said to them all, whoever wants to be my disciple must deny themselves and take up their cross daily and follow me, right? I'm taking up my cross today. I'm not going to neglect it today, Satan. I'm not going to leave it behind, Satan. I'm not going to pick it back up when I get home from school or pick it back home when I get, get up, pick it back up when I get home from work. I'm carrying my cross with me today. Whatever I go into, whatever I experience, I'm taking Jesus with me. Wherever I go, whatever I do today. Deuteronomy 30:19 in the Old Testament puts it this way. Moses stands before the people and he says, "This day, everybody say this day." says, this day I call the heavens and the earth as witnesses against you, that I've set before you life and death, blessing and curse. And he says this. Now he says, now. You can read in parentheses there. Today, choose life so that you and your children may live. I love the God that we serve. He says, I'm giving you a choice between life and death, blessing and curses. How many of you are like, man, I need to pray about this decision? I need to seek God on this, life or death. I'm not sure which one I want. Blessing or curse, man, curse is looking pretty good. 
Nobody says that, right? Like, this is an easy decision, right? This is black and white. It is simple. He says, today I set before you life and death, blessing and curse. But he says, I know some of you are a little slow, so I'm going to tell you what to pick. He says, now choose life. Just in case anybody, you got that sarcastic one who's like, ooh, ooh, sign me up for curses, right? He's like, now choose life. Why? Because his goal for you, his purpose for you, his desire for you is that you and your children may live. See, Jesus came that you would have life and more abundantly that you'd have it to the full. That's God's desire. That's his purpose. And he wants you to know, yes, there are decisions that will bring death. There are decisions that will bring curses. And when you see those decisions, when you see that opportunity, I want to empower you to say, not today, Satan. Today I choose life. Today I choose blessing. Because I want to live. And I want my kids to live. I want the next generation to have life. So I'm choosing the life that God has set out for me to have. Amen? Y'all can tell I missed being up here. Excited to be with you today, right? He says, choose life. Again and again, he says, today, this day, these are the opportunities. Sometimes God does something in just one day. I'm sure every one of us could think back to a day where God moved mightily, right? Many of us can think back to a process that was not a day, that was gradual, that took some time. But, man, that process always began in a day. There's always a day that God has appointed, a day that God has set aside, a day where we finally respond to the voice of his Holy Spirit and say, okay, I'm going to pursue what you have for me. There's always a day. You see, a day matters. Today matters because God says it does. Thirdly, today matters because Satan isn't taking today off. Am I lying? See, he doesn't take days off. He doesn't go on vacation. He doesn't give us some time to catch up, to relax. The enemy is out there like a roaring lion seeking whom he may devour today. And I believe one of the unfortunate consequences of the blessing of our American life is we have it easy and comfortable and we're really good at rest and relaxation. And if we're not careful, we take days off spiritually, just like we take days off from everything else. And the enemy is not taking those days off with us. He is still on the prowl. He is still after us. He is still up to something. If you don't believe me, simply look around at the world that we live in. Simply turn on the evening news. Simply open up a news website. Simply check in with your extended family. We don't have to look very far to see evidence of the enemy at work. Now, every bad thing that happens in this world is not necessarily Satan's fault. Some bad things that happen in this world are our fault, right? We make bad decisions. We bring stuff on ourselves. So I don't want to give him glory for every terrible thing that goes on, but he has a hand in a lot of it. And I don't think he's slowing down. I don't think he's 
starting to coast. In fact, in some ways, I think he's starting to accelerate. He's turning up the heat. He senses that the American church in many ways is weak, distracted, comfortable, lukewarm, and compromised. And as long as we are that, there are many opportunities for him to step in and still kill and destroy. I'm not here to preach a hellfire and brimstone message. I'm not here to tell you that we're all going to hell for our complacency. I don't actually believe that. I believe that God even loves us in our mediocrity, but I do believe he's calling us to something better. I do believe he desires something greater for us. I believe he's prepared something greater for us and equipped us for something greater and he's waiting for the church to rise up. In fact, starting in March, we're starting a series called Awakening. And we're going to look at all the different ways that I believe God wants us to awaken, the things he wants us to awaken to. And you can actually just treat this as a, as a preface, as an introduction series to that series because it's my word for this year that I really believe God is taking us towards. Hebrews chapter 3, verses 12 through 14 says this. It says, see to it, brothers and sisters, that none of you has a sinful, unbelieving heart that turns away from the living God. But encourage one another, how often? Daily, as long as it is called today. See, a day will come when it's no longer called today. It's the implication there, right? A day will come when we don't have these opportunities when this battle is over and we will have moved on into the next life and that will be a glorious day and an amazing day but it will also be a day that we cannot impact the life of anybody who doesn't know Jesus so for right now we have a responsibility we have a commission we have a charge as long as it is called today he says see to it that none of you has a sinful unbelieving heart that turns away from the living God but encourage one another every day as long as it's called today, so that none of you may be hardened by sin's deceitfulness. He says, we have come to share in Christ, if indeed we hold our original conviction firmly to the very end. My hope and my prayer is that you'll hold your conviction firmly to the very end. We've come to share in Christ. We're called to encourage one another daily, every day, as long as it's called today. There better be somebody that you're encouraging. Somebody that you're building up, somebody you're speaking life into. One of my favorite things that happened after our worship night is people started sharing stories on Facebook of what God had done in them. And, man, I didn't get a chance to share this, but this is what happened. Or, man, this is what's happened since the worship night. Man, my kids are worshiping. They're, they're turning on City Church Sounds, and I'm coming home, and I'm watching my kids worship. And people are sharing these stories, and God is up to something. Amen? The danger is we do a fast. We seek God. We press in for 21 days. We scratch the surface and we get right there. And then we shrink back. We go back to who we were, to how we were, to where we were. That's why you got a reading plan in your hand. We've never done it this way before. We've always had a Daniel Fast reading plan, and then it's been, all right, back to the the same old, same old. Well, the same old, same old isn't working. Enough is enough, right? And so it's time for us to grab a hold of today. It's time for us to encourage each other today. In fact, on the bottom of your sheet, we, we provided a hashtag there. I think it's CCOB reading uh, for, for you to be able to share 
what God speaks to you in this reading. Why? Because we're called to encourage one another daily. And as God starts saying something, as something pops off the, the, the chapter, as, as God has deposits something in your spirit, man, we want to empower you to share that, not just with the rest of the church, man, sharing it with the world, but, but man, what an encouragement for us just to be able to go to that hashtag and see, man, I can't believe what God said to Melissa. Man, God speaks to her. By the way, if you don't know Melissa Eakins, God speaks to her. You should know that. Uh, but, and there's a whole lot of other people in this room I could say the same thing about. So we want to empower uh, each other, empower one another, empower the body of Christ to speak life into each other. Amen? Amen. Enough is enough. Today, I choose to exercise my faith. Today, I choose to engage the Holy Spirit. Today, I reject temptation, complacency, mediocrity, and lukewarmness, and I rebuke their power in my life. With God's strength today, I will play offense. Let me just unpack what that statement means for just a second. So often we play defense when it comes to the devil, don't we? Man, sickness shows up. We get a bad diagnosis. Marriage starts falling apart. All of a sudden, man, we get real spiritual. All of a sudden, we start asking everybody to pray. All of a sudden, we start going to bat. And I'm not putting you down for that. You should. If you're under attack, you better be praying. So I'm not telling you to never play defense. God says in the armor of God, there is a shield of faith, right? There's a breastplate of righteousness. There's a helmet of salvation. There's stuff there for your defense. So yes, we need to play defense. However, I think it's time for us to stop just playing defense. And it's time for us to play some offense, right? I've told you this before. So, so such, a, such a powerful conviction in me. Jesus tells Peter, you are Peter, bar Jonah. He says, on this rock, I will build my church and the gates of hell shall not prevail against it. The design is not for, for the enemy to be bringing it to us all the time. The design is for God's church to be taking the, the battle to him, right? And that means we got to play offense. That means we got to pick up our sword. That means we got to go to bat. We got, we got to take some responsibility today. Amen? Amen. Today, I will play offense. Today, I will open my Bible. Sword of the Spirit, which is the word of God. I will open my Bible, and I will build my faith. I will open my mouth to declare God's goodness, and I will open my eyes to the opportunities to make a difference that God sets before me. I think there's a whole lot of opportunities that we all have that we miss out on sometimes because we're just not looking. So if we start declaring this every day, And we start putting this before the Lord every day. God, today I will open my eyes. God, help me to see in your spirit the opportunity. Help me to see the open door of conversation at work. Help me to see the person you want me to encourage. Help me to see the neighbor who needs a phone call. Help me to see somebody, Father God, that you've placed in my life, a family member to intercede for. God, help me to see. Begin opening my eyes. Believe what we'd ask, we'd receive the promise of Matthew 7, 7, ask and you shall receive, seek and you shall find, knock and the door will be open to you. We're going to start knocking, church. We're going to start asking. We're going to start seeking. And I believe God's going to, man, send us opportunities. We had no clue were there. They were there the whole time. Amen. I will open my eyes to see the opportunities to make a difference that God says before me. Not today, Satan. Last Sunday at 7 a.m. Pacific, 9 a.m. Central, some of you were here for first service, already gathering. Most of you were not yet here until about halfway through the first song. That's how you roll. And now we still love you. I wasn't here at all. I was at home, right? So I can't really judge you. Uh, last Sunday, about 
9 a.m. Central Time, 7 a.m. Pacific Time, a man went to church. He popped into church, paid his respects to the Lord. He spent some time with God. A couple hours later, he got on a helicopter with his daughter, seven other people, and as pretty much all of you know, that helicopter didn't go very far. In the midst of a heavy fog, it landed, crash landed on a hillside in California. Kobe Bryant and his daughter Gianna and seven other people went to be with Jesus. Hopefully, went to be with Jesus. They went to eternity. We know that. Kobe went to church at 7 o'clock last Sunday morning. Faithful, committed, right? We struggled to get here at 9. He was at church at 7. That's some props. Imperfect man. Not, not, a, not a man who did everything right. But a man who had a faith, who I believe is with Jesus today. I hope is with Jesus today. 41 years old picture of health looked from the outside as invincible as a person could look. Multi-millionaire. Had everything you could want in the world. The father of four beautiful daughters who he loved very much and had plans to be involved in their life for a very long time. Little did he know it was his last chance to go to church. Little did he know it was his last day on this earth. And that brings us to our fourth reason why today matters. Today matters because it's all we're promised. It's all we're promised. We don't know that we have a tomorrow. Now I hope and I pray that we do. And I believe for most of us that we probably do. But none of us knows what day we're going to stand face to face before the Lord. None of us knows when we're going to appear before that judgment. And so today matters for a couple of reasons in that light. Number one, it matters because this may be the last chance I have to tell somebody I love. Might be the last chance I have to point somebody to Jesus. It might be the last opportunity God has given me to stand on this stage, right? We don't No, and so every day matters. It's so easy to get complacent and to relax and to just put stuff off. And then I'm going to get that right with God later. I'm going to deal with that habit at another time. And I'm going to get rid of that addiction at this point. And I'm going to deal with that sin. And and just thinking that there's going to always be another opportunity, but there's not always another opportunity. I'm going to have that conversation and tell them about Jesus when it's a little easier and a little more convenient, a little more natural. Sometimes that's the Holy Spirit, right? I'm not saying every single opportunity you have, you need to speak. Sometimes God says, hold up. I'm going to give you another chance. But I think far more often when we choose not to take the opportunity to tell somebody about Jesus, it's not because God's telling us not to. It's because it's easier not to. It's more convenient not to. It's a whole lot less uncomfortable that way. But today matters because it's all that we're We don't know when we'll breathe our last, and we don't know when that other person will breathe theirs. 
so all through scripture, again and again and again and again, God speaks with urgency. Today, this day, today, 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 today matters because we may not have tomorrow. But praise him, we do have today. So we got to seize it. We got to grab it. We got to use it. We got to take advantage of it. I don't know about you, but I I don't want to appear before God knowing that I wasn't serving him with my whole heart. I don't think that means he's going to send me to hell, if that's the case. I think my righteousness gets me into heaven. Only the blood of Jesus gets me into heaven. Only my faith in his sacrifice gets me into heaven. I'm not telling you you need to start giving God everything because if you don't, you're not going to spend eternity with him. I'm telling you, you need to start giving God everything because if you don't, you may miss out on an opportunity here. In fact, you will. You'll miss an open door. You'll miss an opportunity to bless somebody, to encourage somebody, to point somebody to Jesus, to be an example to somebody who's watching you that you didn't even realize. I don't know if, how many of you could see this morning, but my, my, my son just moved up a class, and so now he's in here during worship, so I apologize in advance. Uh, he came over to, to stand with me during worship and never really been in a worship set more than a couple, three times in his life. And he's raising his hands and entering in because he has no clue what any of that means, right? We've started teaching him a little bit. We've told him somewhat, but, but that's not something he does on a regular basis. Why is he doing that? Because he sees daddy. Man. You don't know who's watching. You don't know who's learning from your example. The scary thing is, he's learned some not so good things from dad. His example too, right? I'm not setting myself up as his perfect father. I am far from that. But they're watching. Somebody's watching. Somebody knows that you're a Christian at work and says, man, I want to see if this thing is for real. Because they've seen a whole lot of fake. They've seen a whole lot of mediocrity. They've seen a whole lot of half-hearted. They've seen a whole lot of Sunday, Wednesday Christians. The world is looking for somebody who says, not today, Satan, I'm all in. The world is looking for somebody who's going to live this thing out with their whole heart. Who's going to truly be what God is asking them to be. I'm not talking about perfection. I'm talking about wholeheartedness. You know what I mean? You sense the difference? Man, we're all going to miss it. We're all going to get off on, on areas. I'm not trying to, to, to put anybody down because we're not perfect. I'm saying, does he have your whole heart? If he doesn't, let's start declaring some stuff. Day after day after day until it's no longer simply words, but now it's starting to engage our heart. Man, as we give him our heart every single day, today I give you this, God. Today I choose to open my Bible. Today I choose to open my mouth. Today I choose to open my eyes. If we'll do that again and again and again for the next 28 days, I think it's going to take some root. In fact, science teaches us it only takes 21 days to start a habit. We got a bonus seven days in there. Not today, Satan. I'm not going to be used by you anymore. I'm not going to settle for less than God's best anymore. I'm not going to give in to your weak temptation when God has something so much greater for me anymore. Not today, Satan. Amen? Amen. Would you stand as we get ready to pray, church? As we close this up. I'm going to lead us in prayer, but I want you to pray for yourself right where you're at. And man, this month, February 2020, would be a month 
where you grab hold of some stuff that God's been stirring in you for a long time, maybe stirring in you for years, maybe for decades. Man, some stuff that you've just been putting off and saying, man, eventually I'm going to get that time with God. Eventually I'm going to start praying. Eventually I'm going to start reading my Bible. Eventually I'm going to start telling somebody about Jesus. No more eventually. We're going to do it today. Not today, Satan. Would you pray with me? Father God, I, I come before you right now. I thank you for people whose hearts are yours. God, I thank you for a church who loves you and wants your best, Father God. But right now we come to you, God, and, and we repent of ways that we've been half-hearted, God, of ways that we've been complacent, of ways that we've settled for less than your very best. God, forgive us for, for taking anything the enemy offers. God, because what you have is so much better. God, I pray through this series that you would open our eyes. God, that you would empower us to resist temptation, to overcome temptation. Father God, I pray that, that you would awaken within us a heart for you in our daily life. God, that we would not be content to wait till next Sunday. That we would not be content to wait until some other opportunity, God. But each and every day we would get up and seek you and pursue you and press in for you, God, because you're so much greater. God, today we choose you. God, for me and my house, we choose the Lord. We thank you, God, for the day. We thank you for what you've given us. We thank you for what you've taught us. And God, for the greater things you have in store for us. We worship you for it in Jesus' name.